Hello there and welcome to what might be an exciting episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, wishing you all a happy new year for our first episode of 2024. And joining me is, um, he's not quite a kaiju, but apparently he's approaching that kind of scale. It's Liam Baker. Oh, Jesus Christ, you've got to use my own content against me, haven't you? Of course. Hello. I actually thought you were going to choose me then, because I'm obviously the giant here. No, because I went and watched Wonka before Christmas since I last recorded, so I was going to do a joke about you being an Oompa Loompa. Oh, it's too easy, though. That's lame. It's Ben Hibbert. Hello. Hello. Ben has spent Christmas fixing his laptop, so hopefully he'll be a little bit more consistent unless... Um, oh, sorry, it's crashed. I've gone. Um, <laughs> you finished moving house and everything as well now, so no more excuses. Um, we're not finished, but we're closer. Welcome to January. Is everybody as impoverished as I am? And I also told you I only fixed the computer so I could play my guitar through it. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> so anyway, it's January. I'm skint because I spent all of my January money in December taking the kids to a really fancy chocolate shop for lunch one day. Um, it was Just really fancy, yeah. but it was nice. Was <laughs> it was Slattery's, yeah, yeah. I want to go to Slattery's because they had a challenge there, and I looked at it. I was like, I could have two of those. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't think you could? <laughs> I've tried it okay. and failed. I know, but I'm like twice the size of you. Yeah, but the yeah, it's a it's a very difficult um, challenge because of the sweetness of it. It's incredibly. Oh, I can do sweet. I've, I've um, seen Liam. I've I put money on him doing it. Right, fair enough. I'll you, you can book in. They've got a wall of fame and a wall of shame. Give it a go. Uh, Somehow I'll make it onto both. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So this this episode is, I mean, we've actually got content to talk about, which is amazing. It's the first time in years we've had stuff to talk about. So we are going to bump through um, quite a few different things. Um, To start off with, we've got... um, Recently announced today, Battle Over Endor Scenario Pack. So um, AMG have done a Twitter post saying that they are going to launch the Battle Battle Over Endor Scenario Pack. Um, It's come with um, a single um, big image with a bunch of cards that I think we kind of talked about as um, kind of spoilers that were released um, a little while ago. Like there was a few bits and bobs of um, content that had come out of an Amazon um, drop where this was scraped off Amazon by somebody before uh, AMG realized and, and grabbed it down. Um, so there's nothing new, but we can confirm that, you know, the Lando Calrissian that we talked through um, is legal and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, the release date for this is the 23rd of February, which has already been pointed out to me is the Friday before the Sith Taker open, or as it's also known, gathering and drinking beer and element day while setting mats out um, <laughs> day. Um, so as a result, we're not going to have this legal at the event um, unless the launch moves forward, which we don't think it will, but if the launch moves forward. Um, so if you're coming to the Sith Taker open, we are still biding time on whether or not they drop points early because they have had a habit of releasing points like the Monday or Tuesday before um, the event. The uh, you're going to get that. No, it's just the Alexa <laughs> going off. I could hear. <laughs> um, so there is, um, there is uh, 
yeah, so we, we are bad in a time on whether or not if there's a points adjustment in the week leading up to the weekend, um, we're going to try and make sure that the STO is valid world practice, world training for people intending to go to Worlds. Um, if they drop new points on the like the Friday morning of the event, we're not going to be able to to play with new points. We're going to have to stick with old points, but we're trying to figure out where the, the tipping point is. So bear with us um, while we come to that decision. Uh, but basically, we want to leave it as late as possible, um, but conscious that people are traveling from kind of the West Coast of America and will have packed a list. So um, there's options and things that we can sort out. So we're not going to worry about that. Um, but yeah, anyway, content. It also has a scenario. There are turbo lasers and a, and a Star Destroyer bridge and this turbo lasers do things. I can't wait for someone to 3D print some of them for us to play with. Yeah. Even um, if it's a bad scenario, I'll play it just because it will look cool. I mean, you've got little you've got little turret marker things, but that are look to be about the size of a bomb but without any nubs by the firing arc. Um and then yeah, the turrets, while you defend at attack range three, do not apply range bonuses. So they can be blown up at range three more easily because they, they don't have agility. Um, they've got six hull, no agility. And during the engagement phase at initiative zero, each turbo laser battery may perform a primary attack. You cannot perform attacks at attack range zero. So um, let me just have a look. After you suffer damage, move your charge marker on the turbo laser battery tracking dashboard to the next sequential space. If the damage suffered was a crit, Move your move it one additional space. Right, okay, so there's a damage tracker, so you don't use cards. Fine. Um, optimal firing solution. While you perform an attack, do not apply the standard range one or three bonuses. Instead, the following bonuses apply. While attacking at range one, the defender rolls an additional defense dice because you're too close to it. They get closer to the towers. Oh, Mathem, get closer to the towers. And while attacking at range two to three, roll an additional attack dice. Ah, so you need to dive to range one. Uh, to be safe from and get closer to the towers. Um, when you are destroyed, the opposing player rolls two attack dice. The command bridge suffers one hit damage for each hit or crit result rolled ignoring shield. So when each tower gets exploded, there's a chance of doing damage to the, to, to the bridge of the Star Destroyer. And turret rotation at the start of the system phase, the command bridge has not been destroyed. You can rotate a battery 90 degrees. After it rotates, it gains a deplete token. There you go. So a scenario that clearly involves rebels flying in and just trying to murder something by doing lots of damage to it with torpedoes. Let's go. Um, so that's what came out officially that we hadn't seen before um, and some other stuff. Um, like they've got stuff about the command bridge and but it's like half obscured cards. But um, right, two things to, to mention here. I'm these are probably going to lead into um, conversation um, of of one sort or another. Um, oh yeah, Tim's just pointed out that we could make um, if new if new stuff drops on the Friday before the event, it could be legal for the side event on the Sunday for the lols because it's not serious business. So maybe um, I was just like, why have I got a Everyone notification on this events. Discord? Hmm? Everyone knows side events the most important. Yeah, it's the one that people team events. It's team events if you win them. They're very important. Okay. So two things happened this week, um, and really today um, they kind of happened. First thing was there was a massive leak 
of playtester cards. So um, kind of on Discord and Facebook and a few other places, some very white, art-free um, official playtest content from the Battle Over Endor scenario pack um, was leaked onto the internet. Um, we've got those. We're going to talk about them. And the reason we're going to talk about them is because um, on Friday at uh, kind of 6 p.m., um, AMG have... Uh, posted in the playtesting forum, which I've seen a screenshot of. I'm, I'm not on the playtesting forum, um, and none of us are, um, in case you're going to get worried. Um, but basically, uh, Plummer has said, in light of the recent and massive breaches of NDA from testers in this playtest forum, we are disbanding all X-Wing playtest groups effective immediately. Information about these leaks has been passed to our legal department and to Lucasfilm Licensing for their investigation. If you wish to playtest additional product in the future, you will need to reapply at a future date. So they are ceasing playtest. They are disbanding the playtest groups. Now, my knowledge of how many playtest groups there are remaining following 2.5 is that there's like two, and they're three. all three. Yeah. Um, and they're all fairly small and fairly well-known groups of x-wing players from the east coast of america with one on the west coast like two east coast one west coast which means that it's not a very big group of people um that they're going to be looking at here is it it's not going to be big at all and because it's just a small group of people <clears throat> that legal department's not going to have a difficult time yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be a bit of a weird one. But, you know, whether they chase it down, you know, the NDAs cover off a whole load of stuff. Um, so, yeah, because the NDAs cover off a whole load of stuff, it's not just about the game content. Um, they used to, like, get access to... Um, content from upcoming movies so like pre um force awakens like they knew about poe and that kind of stuff so they knew about these different characters and things that were coming in um you know one of our um sith takers works in uh, odeon cinemas and he's had to sign ndas for star wars movies because he works in merchandising though so, you know he knew about the knights of ren um you know six months before the Knights of Ren came out um, and turned out that there was nothing to do with them in the actual movie. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's very kind of weird. But um, yeah, anyway, turns out that somebody in the um, in the playtesting community decided that the community would be better. Or actually, probably what's more likely is somebody in the playtesting community trusted somebody who has then trusted somebody who has then spread it across the whole internet. Um, so... Yeah, it's all very, very weird. But as a result of this uh, leak having been punished and them investigating it, we are going to feel absolutely no guilt whatsoever about talking about the content of the leaked cards because uh, none of us are involved in playtesting and we've just seen them as they've slung themselves across the internet in the various different spaces. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a... It's just a bit of an old thing, really. Um, but it, I mean, the message from Plumber does imply that they're going to reopen playtesting for applications again. Um, 
but I would not be holding my breath for that to happen for X-Wing. Um, I mean, they did nuke out playtesting for a long time um, from a lot of different places. Like from what we've heard from people that used to be playtesters, they kind of got discounted on the 2.5 switch. If you weren't fully positive on 2.5, they basically kicked you out. So um, it left a very small group of people who were being 100% enthusiastic rather than attempting to be a little bit cynical. Anyway, um, all that said, unless anybody else has got any opinions or points or anything they want to say, Ben, you'd need to unmute yourself if you want to talk in. Can you hear me now? Oh, we can, yes. That's all right. Yeah, I, was on, I was on mute from Tim's end. Apparently, this noise being picked up. Um, no, I've not really got much to say. I mean, I think it'd be better if we had more playtesters anyway, like a, a wider range. Maybe not just like the American side, maybe some like of Europe and things. Yeah. Um, I think because you get quite an insular thought on things, don't you? Yeah, I think I was just about to kind of agree with you on that one. It's um, it's clear that the current set of playtesters favor a certain play style um, in, in how they play the game. Um, the lists that are currently dominant um, are very kind of jousting, very kind of, um, you know, aligned fire. Cave man. I don't think that's fair. Um, oh, no, it's not. It's why I said it. Okay, that's fine. Um, there's a lot of, like, uh, not necessarily Alpha Strike, but there's a lot of, you know, rolling highly modified attacks to kill ships while, you know, and so scenario features are becoming a little bit secondary in, in some games. But, you know, I get that there are lists that dominate on, you know, um, playing scenarios, but, you know, the the top-end metal list being a bunch of highly modded, high initiative attacks with, you know, hand double tapping followed by Luke with a torpedo followed by other things, I6 or I5. Um, and then, you know, you look at the Imperial kind of dominant list, you've got a lot of Vader, you've got a lot of Rack, you've got a lot of I5 and I6 kind of floating about the place in, in almost all the factions. It's that race to the top that's never quite gone away. Um, so, you know, having other kinds of playtesters in to say, you know, people like like that but they also like these other ways to play the game um so yeah it's a bit it's a bit weird um so cool um well let's talk about the leaks then um we've already talked about a couple of them um so first one colonel jendin in a tie defender everybody loves a tie defender especially one that has had its full throttle taken off it so it doesn't get a free evade if it does a plus three speed move um he has got an ability that says while you defend, if you are not shielded, you can change a blank result to an eyeball result. Um, so um, once you go to half, you're suddenly a lot harder to kill. Um, he's got something called Chiss Engineering instead of Full Throttle, which is basically Full Throttle, but you get a target lock instead of an evade. Um, but while you're attacking, if you are not stressed, you can spend a shield to apply a range one bonus. Um, so he's going to be throwing out focus, target locked, range ones, Proton as long cannon. as he's... Uh, yeah, I, I hadn't even got to that yet. Um, so, yeah. Then, as Liam has just spoiled, <laughs> um, he's got a proton cannon as well, which, because it's a cannon that's at range two to three, you can apply the range one bonus to that range two to three weapon. So you'll be rolling a five dice bullseye proton cannon at range three. And he's an I6 ship. 
Um, so he and he can do it without mods anyway. So as long as he's done a three to five speed maneuver, so you can three bank, evade into a barrel roll. So you've got a defensive mod and then toss a five dice attack, even if you've only got that one native mod on the proton cannon um, to support it. Um, yeah. Oh, no, but you'll have a lock, won't you? Because you perform the lock action after you do the move for free and then you do evade barrel roll. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of big, powerful punches coming out of Colonel Jendon at six points. Um, he also carries... Uh, the no escape, uh, which is the new imperial um, scenario specific thing, which is just basically about having more enemy ships around the defender than other friendly ships to the defender. So, um, you know, if you've got two TIE fighters next to Luke Skywalker and Wedge, then the. Um... Oh, is there more friendly ships than other enemy ships? Yeah. Um, you've got two TIE fighters next to Luke and Wedge and Jendon shoots. Um, then you could re-roll a blank result as well on attacking. So, I mean, not that he needs it with his lock, but, you know, it's like Super Predator if you've got a couple of sacrificial ties out there. Um, he's got Push the Limit, which is after you fully execute a red manoeuvre. So it's a 2K or a 1 hard um, or a 3 hard. Maybe no, is that right? No, they can do a three hard. Yeah, they've got one hards and two Ks, isn't it? Um, if you're not strained, you can gain a strain to remove a stress token. So you can be strained instead of stressed if you do one of your um, your smaller K turns, um, which would yeah, I need to check order of operations and stuff. And then computer assisted handling after you fully execute a maneuver, you can spend a charge to perform a booster or a barrel roll. So that's a free reposition once. Um, so yeah, this is an absolute super ace monster of an horrible, horrible punchy ship. Um, now we don't know points. This is the thing we don't know. This playtesting leak didn't come with a point sheet, but this has to be eight, right? Uh, yeah, it's, there's no way this should be seven. Eight is fairly costed because it's not as good as Vader. Uh, so eight points seems like a fair investment for it, to be honest. I mean, I think this is actually scarier than Vader Defender. Vader gets the evade and a focus and a blank to a hit conversion. Yeah, but look at all the mods this guy's getting. He's getting rerolls and repositions and proton cannons. And I mean, it's just. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he's got to be eight minimum. Um, we don't know, but he's been. I mean, scary. It's... If we looked at all the other non-standard loadout stuff with their allotted loadout values and stuff, this really should be nine points. Mm -hmm. But I think it'll be eight because it's a standard loadout and everything is stupidly undercosted. Yeah. What do you reckon to that, Ben? Remember to unmute yourself. I had forgotten to unmute myself. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think. I'd like it if they just updated some other points as well, and then I'm okay with these being cheap for a while, and we can see what weird stuff we get. Yeah, I mean, we'll like, talk about I'm points. all right if something is busted, as long as that busted thing changes every now and then. Yeah, I think I guess the issue is that the last set of bust points with the busted things have been with us for 12 months now, nearly uh, 10 months. Um, so we, we're going to get points for these in February, um, 
question is, do they change other stuff as well? They take the opportunity to nuke Bistan Han or something else, you know. Do they acknowledge that these lists have been dominant for basically the entirety of the last point cycle? Or do they leave them in place so that they got the opportunity to be dominant at the next Worlds for that point cycle and then cycle them back out again then? Who knows? I'd um, love to see Worlds as a bit of a wild, wild west because I think list building can be a bit of a skill in itself. Um, and yeah. just, you know, if, if everyone knows what's... not Obviously, there's lists that are missed. We, we've, we saw that in 1.0. But um, it's interesting to see what people would go to. Yeah, you'd certainly get a good 300 copies of this pack sold um, at the last week of February if um, if these were all, if these were the only points that changed, they were under-costed. Um, you're going to see a huge, huge spike in sales for people going to Worlds and other people as well because the pack does actually, the scenario looks fun. Like it looks like it might actually be an enjoyable scenario, not some kind of absolute madness like we previously had imposed on us. Um, we've got another tie defender to talk about after Jendon. So if you haven't had enough, um, so Jendon's, uh, well, it's not Jendon, it's sorry, it's Captain Yor. We've already talked about Jendon. So we've got Captain Yor um, in a defender, uh, normal defender stat line. After you perform a primary attack that hits, you can spend a charge to perform a bonus cannon attack. Or is that missile? No, it's cannon. Um, so he's got an ion cannon equipped, uh, which is handy. Um, he's got two charges, non-recurring, so he can do it a couple of times. This is the old Tie D title, I think, but limited. Um, he's got no escape. He's got Predator, as we know it. He's got an ion cannon, as we know it. And he's got computer-assisted handling, which is that once game he gets to do a free booster barrel roll action after you fully execute a maneuver um he's i4 um so yeah he seems okay um i suspect he'll come in at about six points um because he's still a tie defender but he will die um and he is nowhere near as scary as jendon and vader thoughts from you liam i think that's fair uh, neither of the last two defenders are as survivable at first glance, mainly because they don't get the free evade. Yeah. Uh, I still think six is too cheap because then you can run three defenders. I don't think that's good. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Is the cheapest defender at the minute a seven? It's a seven, yeah. Uh, right. I'm aware they were looking at Riyad at six and it was deemed too cheap. But I shouldn't uh, know that. Okay. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. But Allegedly. This why everyone's fired. <laughs> All right. Um, so the next thing that we've got um, after those is... Uh, so, Ben, did you have anything to say about old Captain Yor? Uh, no. Just okay. that I'm looking forward to playing with new ties. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think it is nice that they thought you guys have done a really good job of flying the Lambda Shuttle that still isn't legal in the game. Uh, let's stick you in Defenders. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know mm. people don't people complain about Defenders, but I really like Defenders. I love the way the ship looks. Oh, so do I. I um, just think it's, it's weird I mean, that their go-to pilot is the Lambda Shuttle pilots. 
Yeah, I've yeah. Rec- I guess it's just to get some names. more like named characters in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I think that's because we recognise the name, you know. I mean, why they can't just put the Lambda shuttle out being such an iconic ship is beyond me. But I would hope that they're going to. I would hope that that's on the roadmap, and hopefully we'll find out if they've got a roadmap at Adepticon, which uh, we'll talk about a little bit later as well. As I said, spoiled for choice um, for content today. I've got loads of things to talk about. Um, we've got some Rebels spoiled as well. We've got a couple of ours, uh, RZ-1 A-Wings and the B-Wing. Um, so we'll start with the A-Wings. Gemmer Sojan um, got a standard A-Wing loadout but comes with vectored cannons equipped as default. So um, you're stuck in with your system phase reposition or rotate. Um, the pilot ability on this one is while defending, you can gain a strain token to change up to two of your blank results to focus results. So on those old, um, oh no, my Owings died because I've blanked out, you can take a strain token and suddenly have two focuses to spend your focus token on. So um, if ever you saw a ship that really just wanted to have a focus, it's it's Gemmer, um, who is an I-2A wing, by the way. So this is probably going to be a three-pointer. Um, comes with new rebel talent. It's a trap. We've talked about this last year. But while defending, if there are more other friendly ships than enemy ships at range zero to one, you may re-roll one of your blank results. So a defensive re-roll as long as you're with more of your mates than there's enemy ships. That combined against the Imperial one, where they get attacking rerolls if there's more of attacking ships than de- defending ships, means there's going to be a lot of people standing around trying to measure whether ships are all in range one of targets and things um, when you've mashed things into each other in a massive joust fest in the middle of the board. Um, also has a new thing called precision-tuned cannons, is if the defender is if, if when you're attacking if the defender is in your bullseye add one focus result um and it also adds and it is a range two front arc attack so as well as having the rotating arc it also has a range two to three primary front arc and if it's in your bullseye you can get basically a clt on it so like I guess you just leave your arc out the back and you turn away or yeah, you can dive in. Um I don't know what I would do with that. Um interesting though. Chaff particles is the next thing while defending. You may spend one focus result at the end of the neutralized result step to remove one red or orange token. So if you've still got your focus left after you've neutralized everything you can get rid of a stress or a disarm or whatever and then target assist algorithm before you engage if you have no green tokens and there are one or more enemy objects in your front arc gain a calculate that's nice that's really nice actually um so at i2 having spent your focus token on defending you get a calculate which is really nice but really neat it's um automated target priority but without the downside um so yeah, what do you think of that one, uh, Ben? I mean, I, I, I do like it. Um, I don't recognise the the name at all. <laughs> I um, don't know if I'm supposed to. I'm, I'm not very good with the names, to be honest with you. She's she's already a ship in the game, I think. I recognise one of the newer her. ones that I've just. I think it's a resistance. Because this no. is a rebel one, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it is a rebel one. I just, I, mean, I, rec I recognize the name from somewhere, but I can't remember where. And I don't know if it's from version one. No, it's not, it's not an A-wing pilot. So wherever it's from, it's not an A-wing in the game already, but. Um, I mean, it's definitely going to have a lot of time on target in it, and it's definitely quite unpredictable. So, uh, to turn away and whatnot. So it was so, a version one pilot. Yeah. Um, what was its old ability? While you're at range, one of at least one enemy ship increase your agility value by one. So a four green dice A-wing. Nice. I mean, obviously, it wasn't broken enough for version 1.0 because I never saw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't Jake, it wasn't Jake or Tycho, so it didn't make it through. Um, but, I mean, the only thing that I see as a downfall is the vectored cannons because I just don't like them. Um, I, 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 I like the A-Wings being able to boost around, but I think that's just personal preference. Yeah, I think the precision tune cannons will um, offset that a bit. But yeah. it also means that because this is a standard loadout, if you want to have, say, wedge in an A-wing um, without vectored cannons, you can do that. Um, you only have to put it on the uh, the build-your-own chassis if you put it on all of them. Um, so if you're going to have a couple of these A-wings plus that wedge, um, that works. So could be good. I mean, um, that, that pilot ability is great as well if you're only getting shot once. And yeah. you know you're going to get your calculator back anyway. Yep, yep. That basically is a, a you can't you can't one shot this A wing territory, um, yeah. which is really nice. Um, I'm always happy for more A wings because they are cool, even if the models are hilariously big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talking about hilariously big A wings. Um, let's talk about the biggest, ballsiest A wing that the world has ever seen. It's Arvel Crinid, Rip. Um, I was sure he was going to make a Liam joke then. No. Um, it's Arvel, man. Uh, so this is, uh, um, as as it's been leaked, uh, this ability, uh, well, one of his abilities is just amazingly um, on point for the theme of what Arvel is and what Arvel does in the in the movies. Um, so his A-Wing has an extra shield. So he's a, a two-hull, three-shield A-Wing instead of a two-two. Um, his normal pilot ability is that while defending, he can gain a strain to change a focus result to an evade result. So again, um, free defensive stuff to help him stay alive. Um, he's got vectored cannons. He's got it's a trap, which we've talked about before. He's got proton rockets, so he can roll a five dice procket, um with a focus to fire it. He's got one charge on that, and then he's got an ability called heroic sacrifice. So. He has a slam on his action bar, and it says, after you perform a slam action, roll five attack dice. Each large ship, huge ship, and scenario feature at range zero suffers one hit damage for each hit and crit result. Bypassing shields, then the ship is destroyed. Then this ship is destroyed, so Arvel dies. Um, you can perform slam actions even while stressed. So you fly into the Star Destroyer, you shoot your procket, and you do five dice, and then you slam into the Star Destroyer, and you do another five dice, and you lose three points. Very clearly what it's for. Um, will it lose you the game if you use it in standard play for tournaments? Maybe. Giving up three points for basically nothing. Might it win you a game when you just have to kill that ship that's worth more points than you, 
and your two dice plinker isn't going to do it. You can just slam into them. Um, but it does only work on huge ships. It doesn't, uh, sorry, large ships and huge ships and scenario features. So in standard play, it's only going to work against your big bases. It's not against mediums either. So, but you know, Han Solo's got two health left. Is it going to win you the game if you slam your A-Wing into him? Maybe. Maybe. The only way to beat Rebels is to become Rebels. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love this. Value, value of life. I love this. I think Old Arvel is probably still better in inverted commas as a as a game piece for playing, um, you know, 20-point dogfighting um, and scenario like standard play. I think if you're going to spend three points on an A-Wing, it's not going to be on this one. Um, if he's four points, nobody will ever take him. If he's two points, he'll be in every single list. Um, because, of course... Um, he's still initiative three, but yeah. So I mean, he's got to he's got to be a three pointer, otherwise he doesn't see play. But then I don't think I don't think he goes into rebel lists ahead of Keel or Wedge. Um, as a three, you know, we're going to see someone win something big with that slam into something. Oh and it'd yeah, be amazingly I mean, a street like an amazing stream moment, like when Nobby did that flying over the rock to kill his own ship to trigger Chewie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Or the old the old quick drover or rock to lose a shield to get a revenge shot to win the game. That old that old doozy, yeah. Um so that's two A wings. Now we've got a B wing. I think there's some more A wings coming up as well anyway on the next one. So um then we've got a B one which is um Adon Fox. Um it's got normal B wing stats of four four and four with uh, three reds, uh, one green, four whole four shields. Um, then there's two recurring charges. While you defend pilot ability, while you defend if you're stressed, roll an additional die. Nice. Um, so this is an I1B wing. So bear in mind what normally happens to I1B wings when you play them is that they die because they're B wings. Um, it's got a gyro cockpit. After you gain a stress token, you can spend two charges to gain an evade token. So every other turn, if you end up stressed, which you can do because you're a B-Wing, so you'll be focus rolling or roll locking or just using your dial because it's all full of red, um, you'll have an evade token. You'll probably have some other kind of token as well. Um, <clears throat> so every other turn you can do that. And then when you drop a device, so it comes equipped with proton bombs. When you drop a device, you can spend a charge to set the template with its middle line aligned to the hash mark on the base in your side arcs. So you can drop your proton bombs out the side of your ship, which is nice. Um, it's got it's a trap. Cool. It's also got parting gift when you're destroyed before you're removed. You can spend a charge on an equipped bomb upgrade to drop or launch a bomb using a speed one straight or bank. So you can drop it anywhere. <laughs> basically um, you can drop it out the front out the side you can bank it you can straight it so basically anywhere within essentially range one of your ship you can uh, stick a bomb template down you're still dropping the bomb so you'd have to do it at the back so it says on an equipped bomb upgrade to drop or launch a bomb using a speed oh, one straighter um, bank my bad I was looking yeah ignore me yeah so you can do that um, you can drop <clears> a bomb and drop it out the side um, normally or out the back, but you can, when you die, chuck it out the front as well. Um, it's got proton bombs and proton rockets. Um, th I mean, there's a bit of a theme here. They're making bullseyes scary things to be in, aren't they? 
like all of the ships that we've talked about so far have got something better about their bullseye. Maybe yes. apart from Captain Yor. Uh, yeah, Captain Yor's bullseye isn't terrified. Oh, he's got Predator. Um, so yeah, bit bit worse to be in his bullseye than other things. So, and I mean, I I like that because it um it rewards laying bullseyes across things um, and makes it maybe it's a little bit w- more worthwhile to chase bullseyes. Um, so it's going to be a two edge B wing as well, which is quite nice. Yeah. So how does an eyebone B wing stay alive? through the first engagement, give it to agility. Um, every other turn you'll be focus evaded while stressed or lock evaded. Um, and then it's going to have proton rockets um, to back up its um, fairly nasty um, primary weapon anyway, um, plus bombs. So, yeah, it's um, it's nice. Nice. Anytime um, they make a B-Wing better, I'm happy. <laughs> Yeah, because they they just they're such a weird ship. Like they look so weird, and it it always makes me happy seeing them in play. Yeah, it's always good to see them because they it's such a nice model, especially the new um spinny cockpit ones. Yeah, the new spinny cockpit ones are just oh, really, great. really pretty. They spin so, all over the place, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they're they're great. Um, and you have to fly them at an angle that makes them really awkward to use, and they usually try and fall <laughs> over, but just because it looks cool. Yeah, get it, get it upside down so the cockpit's at the bottom and the foot guns at the top, and then purists Wings tell you that they should out. be sideways. <laughs> yeah, purists tell you they should always be sideways and get fiddly about the fact that the cockpit is the wrong way up and stuff. And it's like, no, it's meant to be gyro stabilized. I've got to rotate the cockpit. It's like, can I just roll my attack dice, please? Um, not that that's ever happened, but it's a nice story. Uh, I'm, I was lying when I said there was other A-Wings to come in. So the other one that we've seen um, spoiled was a Tycho who had a weird reloading prockets and firing them while disarmed and all sorts of things ability. So hopefully um, he's going to he's gonna turn up at some point in, in future content from AMG. Um, the last two are TIE Interceptors. So we've got Mouse Monare. Mouse Maneri, something Mouse Maneri. Um, it's a it's an it's a tie interceptor with a shield, um, with the pilot ability. After you perform an evade action, gain a calculate token, and then sensitive controls. So they're doing the system phase repositioning instead of the, um, oh, what's it called? Vectored whatever um, that the good ones can do. Sensitive. Do that one controls. No. no, sensitive controls is what they've got. It's the other one, the one where you do any action into another action, uh, into a reposition. You know the thing interceptors have got? I can't remember what it's called now. Yeah, the silence has got it as well, hasn't it? Yeah. Silence, uh, also thrusters. That's the one. Um, so the, uh, the interceptors come with a thing called no escape which is the same thing that the other Empire people have come out with. This one has outmaneuver, um, which is the same as it always has been, and something called fuel injection override. So while you perform a booster barrel action, you can spend one charge to use a template of one speed higher, and it has two non-recurring charges. So that is overdrive thrusters, um, as Poe has them in the system phase. So you can do a double speed reposition in the systems phase twice or at any point 
if you decide that you want to reposition, which puts you in a as an I3 in a really nice position to be able to block. Um, it also puts you in a really nice position if you're playing against lower initiative ships to be able to get out of dodge by barrel rolling or boosting over the top or through ships because you can do that with double speed repositions as evidenced by Paul. So, but I3, so it seems quite fair. What do you think, Liam? Uh, I quite like that, to be honest. Uh, TIE Interceptors in the law have been notoriously difficult to try and pin down and kill because they're so quick and manoeuvrable. I think this is probably the first time we're actually able to witness in-game how manoeuvrable they are. Yeah. It adds a little more scene to it, so I think they've done uh, quite well with Mouse Manair. Yeah. My, my one issue... And it's this is really well, apart from standard loadouts being ridiculously cheap and effective, they don't have the flavor text of who this person is. Yeah. So you'll see we've got Sapphire two, and I think there's a Sapphire three. Mousemane is actually Sapphire leader, and I think it'd just be nice to have Sapphire leader over there somewhere on the card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It- could be that because these are leaked playtest things that they've just got them tagged as what pack they're coming from and they might put different things because all of the cards have just had Battle Over Endor written underneath them. Um, but it could just be that that's the subtext for everybody because it tells you what pack they've come from and gives you a differentiator. Um, so, yeah, Mouse Manair. Um, Sapphire 2 then. Um, ben, you're going to talk about this one in a second. Um, while you defend, if you're focused, roll an additional defense dice. So four greens on on this TIE Interceptor. It doesn't have a shield, though, um, and it is I-1. Um, again, has sensitive controls. Again, has no escape. Has reckless, which is while you perform a red boost or a red barrel roll action, you may use the one hard template instead. If you do, roll an attack die on a hit or a crit gain a stress token. So... During the system phase, you're doing a red reposition, and you can use the one hard template to do essentially. Is that a one talent? No, it's not even a one talent, is it? You go kind of weird shape. I mean, you can go wherever you want, basically, because you end up pointing 90 degrees away from yourself, either in front of yourself or behind yourself, right? Yeah. Uh... So if you put a one hard template facing backwards out of the side of your ship to do a barrel roll, then you have to place your ship. No, you'd be facing away from yourself, wouldn't you? Not back along the back of your own base. Yeah. Surely you can point it whichever way you feel like. It doesn't actually specify which way you have to put it on. No, because you can't turn a ship around when you barrel roll now. So you would have to have your front still facing on the same side of the template. No, no, I mean, what I mean is you could point the hard one either behind you or in front of you, couldn't you? Which is quite cool. Yeah, yeah but you would, you couldn't like drift backwards and then go in the wrong direction, is what I mean, which is what I was thinking. So you can't change the vector you're facing? Yeah. Otherwise, no. it's a bit like a side slip, isn't it? No, I mean, it is a side slip. It's a hmm. weird. It's a weird side slip. But, I mean, the only yeah. difference being you can move to the front and the back, unlike the side slip where it's just the center. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's going to give the ship a lot of 
a lot of very weird positional things, which is pretty cool. Um, I like it. It's not charge linked either. So um, basically, if you're facing Sapphire 2, um, just be aware that they can be wherever they want to be. Um, even so, if they're stressed. Even if they're stressed because um, Prime Thrusters, just as the card, whatever it is, a random 12-point upgrade, just sling it on there. Why not? Um, and then <laughs> Targeting Matrix, they've got these the the thing that is while attacking, you can spend a focus result at the end of the neutralized result step. And if you do, after the attacker's resolved, the defender gains a strain token. So, um, yeah, so if you have a spare token left over, you can, at I1, just say, I'll be strained and try and lock that opponent ship into a blue move next turn or make them easier to kill. So, yeah. It's a shame it's uh, initiative one, isn't it? Cause... That targeting matrix would be better if he, if he wasn't such a low initiative ship. Yeah, swarm tactics is a thing though, isn't it? Yeah. So you know you can do all of this stuff at high initiatives if you want to, um, if you're willing to to invest your points into something that carries it around. The thing so, is though, is like if you swarm tactics in tactics in up, this ship still moves first, so everybody knows where your better ship's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Um, you know, you can put as many fancy maneuver um, abilities onto I1s and 3s as you like, but ultimately, you know, especially a one, three one forward. Yeah, one forward and take a lock. Sometimes there's nothing they can do about that. Um, Although, how good is it going to feel at range three rolling like five dice? Oh, yeah. I mean, not for you. Do you even own an interceptor? Yeah, I do. I own one. <laughs> I have one. I have one interceptor. I own I own seven Rebel A wings, but I own one tie interceptor. <laughs> I don't um, want to know how many I've got. I'm not even going to count. I've actually um, got more resistance ones because I bought five for when five A wings was a thing, and yeah. then there's more come out, didn't they? In the yeah, I've only got four resistance ones, I think, because I hadn't bought the fifth one before five A wings got nerfed. So, um, yeah. I, I saved myself that particular madness. But um, so, like, first of all, it's great to see new content. Secondly, a lot of this new content is very exciting and very, very powerful. Um, I mean, we can talk about the the Lando ability um, because it's actually in clear text on the picture that AMG have released today. Um, and we've talked about it before, but still... Um, like just to talk about the relative power level of this. So it's it's a normal Falcon stat. So it's three reds, one green, eight health, five shields, because it's Rebel Falcon. It's got two non-recurring charges. Um, the pilot ability uses those charges. At the start of the activation phase, you may spend one charge. If you do, choose an initiative value from one to six. You activate that initiative in this phase. So you are moving when you want to in the initiative order, but you have to choose at the start of the activation phase to do that. But you can move at one to pick up a box to stop your opponent from getting it that turn. You can move at six because you want to run away. Um, you can move at one just so you can cause a car park and get multiple people to bump onto you and all sorts of things like that. So um, that bump and grind. <laughs> <laughs> car car parking in the middle of the board let's go um he's also got an ability called high stakes which is after you perform a red action you can roll an attack die on a hit or a crit result remove one stress so he has got a lot of red actions so he has got the boost um which is red he's also got a red coordinate into a red focus 
So you can, I mean, you do it for free, right? But you might want to keep a stress. So you do a red coordinate, you uh, uh, roll, and if you successfully remove the stress, yeah, you then can do the red focus, which you can then keep the stress. So there's a bit of a, a risk to doing a coordinate because you might coordinate and then just be stressed um, on a 50-50. Which means so you can't do this. Rich, I've totally can't find it. It's the Falcon. It's on the um the AMG picture, not on the white oh, stuff. Right. Okay. Um that's probably why I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got got the ability, which is um ace in the hole, which is at the start of the engagement phase, you can spend a charge. So this ability has got two charges of its own. Um you can spend one charge and gain one jam token to perform a barrel roll. So at the start of the engagement phase, you can do a barrel roll which is mad, but you end up jammed. So not necessarily all bad. Um, you've got It's a Trap, which is the defensive reroll thing. You've got Nien Num to make your banks easier, and you've got Aaron Kraken Gunner, new. After defending, if the attack hit, you can gain a deplete token to perform a bonus primary attack targeting the attacker. So if you shoot Lando, he shoots you back. Um and then the Millennium Falcon upgrade uh, title for this one, while attacking or defending, if you have a non-lock red or orange token, you can re-roll one attack dice. Uh, well, one dice, because it's attacking or defending. So if you are strained or stressed or depleted or anything else, really, anything other than locked, you can re-roll a die. So when you do that barrel roll to dodge somebody's arc, um, and get a jam token that also gives you a defensive and attacking reroll, so it's not too much of a thing. Um, so yeah, that's Lando. So if you don't like Han double tapping you at I six, will you like Han double tapping you at I six and then Lando double tapping you at I five? Question. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody <laughs> wants that. I think I'll just take that Commander Bridge instead. It's got twenty hull. The, the, the <laughs> Command Bridge. The scenario feature. <laughs> yeah, let's just have that. I've changed it. It's Commander Bridge. <laughs> Commander That's Bridge. That's his surname. That's his real name now. Yeah, he's got 20 hull, three shields that regenerate to a turn, and four charges that regenerate to a turn. He doesn't do any attacks himself, but that you just park him in the middle of the board and do scenarios. <laughs> just pick up crates. How many crates can he have? All of them, five. Why Imagine not? He's how many a crates creator. you could start getting pushed in that. <laughs> yeah, I know be hilarious um so the other um the other thing that we can kind of see is the wedge antilles the i6 wedge um is four hull and three shields um on this um so that's pretty good um he's got something called lock desk foils so rather than um turbo whatever they're called s foils that we've got at the moment um and it's an after you perform so it's probably something to do with an attack and his ability is after you perform an attack and i think i remember somebody saying that his is uh i think from adepticon last year actually his was spoiled as after you perform an attack that hits you gain a focus token um so it kind of removes part of the the downside of flying wedge doesn't it get extra mods Anyway, um, so that's Wedge. Uh, we've done Sapphire 2. Um, there's a new Soon Tier Fell coming out. It's, he's been spoiled as well, but I can't seem to find 
where he is. But he's full of all sorts of nonsense. Um, Tycho's on here as well. He's got something about... He's got two whole three shields, and while you're disarmed, you can still something. You can perform a missile attack while disarmed. So I think it's the one I mentioned earlier. He can reload and perform missile attacks while disarmed by taking us. I think it's a deplete, so he does four dice proton rockets while disarmed if he wants to. Um, yeah, I mean, like open question, um, answer in whichever order you feel like answering in. But um, this is just straight power creep, isn't it? Yes, it's one hundred percent power creep, and I'm not a fan of it. Uh. Because we're just going to see all of the standard loadout stuff. And I do like the the old things in the game. Uh, It it kind of seems it's being phased out in favour of standard loadouts, and I don't like that. I mean, so this is is Marvel Crisis Protocol build, isn't it? Like, this is how that game goes. This is how um, War Machines and Hordes, which these designers have worked on before, goes. You you basically have a, you know, a list of cards that this is what this guy does, and that's it. Um, so if you want to bring Wedge, you get this Wedge, and that's what you get. Um, now, they're giving us the option to use the build-your-own cards, and, you know, there will still be options out there based on points like the current Han Solo build, where you kind of say, well, this is better than the standard loadout from Battle of Yavin. The you know he's just not as good as you know. Neither the same points. Why would you take that one instead of this one that can shoot twice uh, with double mods, um, kind of thing? But um, yeah, these are each of these A wings is significantly better than any of the other A wings in terms of ability. The only thing that is kind of letting them down is their initiative. But then we've got Tycho and we've got. Um, I don't think there's somebody other than Tycho turning up. Can't remember. Tycho will probably come out at four points, and he should be five. Um, yeah. I mean, I must admit, I'm kind of looking at this pack, and I'm thinking to myself, this pack is going to basically lead to me just chopping and changing the A-wings in and out um, of what I'm doing. So, actually, I've just looked at the... Um, the the Twitter post from AMG. So the pilots are three A wings, Arvel, Gemmer, and Tycho. So we basically know what they do. Uh, three B wings: Aidan Fox, Braylon Stram, and Gina Moonsong. Three T sixty fives: Kendi, Adele, Wedge, Wedge Antilles, and Yendor. So there's a lot of stuff here we've not seen. And then Lando in in the thirteen hundred. Um, and then in the world of the Imperials, um, Captain Ewer, Captain uh, Colonel Jendon, we've talked about. Mouse Maneri, um, uh, Sapphire 2. Uh, we don't have a Sapphire 1. We've just got Mouse Maneri and Sapphire 2. We've got, uh, or sorry, a Sapphire 3. We've got Suntir Fell. And then we've got a bunch of Tylens, um, Lieutenant Hebsley, Major Meander, Meander, Scythe 6, and then two Scimitar bombers scimitar one and scimitar three so we don't know what these people do um we just know that they are the cards that are coming the standard loadout cards that are coming in the battle of Rendor pack um so yeah there you go content guys are we excited for new stuff 
Not this stuff. Of course. Liam doesn't fly Imperials. Or, yeah. He doesn't fly Imperials or Rebels. That's the yes, thing. I've seen him fly them all. He's a liar. No, I don't fly Rebels, Resistance, or Republic. You literally uh, took hand to her star champs. No, I didn't. I think you did. I genuinely didn't. Uh, you definitely did. I, I, I've, <laughs> I've dabbled with Imperials, uh, and I will dabble with this pack, but... It's, I'm not a fan of the standard loadouts. I think we, with the standard loadouts being out for so long, especially like I've only ever used two standard loadout pilots, I think, and that would be DIS and a flak like prototype. Hang on a minute. Are you not a fan of the standard loadouts because the ones that have turned up for your favourite faction haven't been that great compared to the ones that have turned up for other factions? Uh, no, I just like building my own stuff. I don't like yeah. just going, right, I'll take that card, that card, that card, that card. That's my list. Like, I really do enjoy the list building aspect of the game. Yeah. And this completely removes it. I mean, yeah, I think when they first came out with standard loadouts, everybody kind of said, well, you know, they're okay, but they won't be better than building your own. And this is clearly the direction the designers want to go in. Um and so they are making them better than build your own by giving them new upgrades, combos that you can't put on to build your own thing. So, you know, you can't put some of those new special exciting things on that other ships have got, you know, like. They give you two options you... and one is clearly better than the other. It's yeah. do you want a hundred pounds or do you want to get punched in the teeth? Yeah, I've, I have just noticed that Wedge is on the back of the pack, so I can tell you what he does. After you perform an attack that hits, gain a focus token. We've got that. After you perform a boost action, gain a deplete token. So he can boost, but if he does, he'll be depleted. He's got It's a Trap, a Predator, an Advanced Proton Torpedo, an R2A3, which is, I think, a regen droid. If you perform an action, you may spend a charge to... It might be acquire a target lock. Yeah, I think it is. So he can double mod um, his horrible attack. But he doesn't have his um, ace killer thing in this guy's. He is not reducing the amount of dice that you're rolling. Um, he's just, in inverted commas, an I6, 7 health X-Wing. So, yeah. Right. Okay. That's the spoilers. Um as we said before, um, they were spoiled by somebody in the playtesting program, so now the playtesting program has been shut down. So, um, yeah, I guess keep your eyes on that space if you're interested in getting involved in it at some point in the future. The big mouse might... is going to come take his family hostage. Yeah, somebody is going to get a visit from Mickey. You're going to get 1945 <laughs> Mickey on him. Oh, hi. I hear you've broken our NDA. Oh god, that's creepy. No <laughs> swear word. Kind of roused me, if I'm honest. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> right, there was can you four. Do it to me in person next time I see it. Of course I can. I'm not coming to Element tomorrow, by the way. I'd um... rather you do it when you like at my house. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'll sit on your swing while I do it. For you. <laughs> Tim's just put that's been clipped. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be, it's fine. Um, so, Apollo Squadron Seasonal 
uh, winter seasonal store championship um was a 16 person uh jerry russell who we know who flew six a wings uh for one of the games uh so i think jerry is uh somebody most of us probably played against on TTS. He's a lovely fella. So he's obviously running the event um, and has made up the numbers. Um, it was won by somebody called Carlo. Um, they played four rounds, no cut. Um, and Carlo won uh, on final table, 18-12. Um, um, he has used um, Imperials. So he's used Carlo's list, which is Rear Admiral Shiranu with Death Troopers Darth Vader. Uh, Tomax Bread and Major Rhymer in the bombers. So it's the standard loadout Tomax and then Barrage Rockets Rhymer, Deathfire with a standard loadout and Captain Feroff with triple zero and Ruthless. Uh, so five very strong, very efficient Imperial ships there, including basically one of the most oppressive things in the game, which is Rear Admiral Shiranu with Death Troopers and Darth Vader. Um I am going to kill your ace. It just is when it's going to happen. Sad. Um, How dare you say that? You loved our game when I played that. No, I think it's a great piece. It's horrible. Um, but it's just a nasty, nasty thing. Um, and yeah, Captain Feroff giving people the stress or a calculate choice. And they're like, uh, you'll always have a calculate because I'm not taking stress because you've got death troopers in my face. Um and it built uh, the thing. Say it beat that, on the but f- you stressed your Poe in front of mine. <laughs> I, I did because I thought I could get past it and eat one shot, but then you just blocked all avenues of escape. So um, I'll never do oh, it again. That was fun. Yeah, I'll never do it again. <laughs> well, I had fun uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun for someone. Um, so <laughs> that um, he he came second to. Uh, Sorry, the, the list that came second to that was a scum list, actually, which is in, an interesting one, um, which is yeah, Fenrau. Yeah, it's Fenrau, Ulterok, Sirisu with proton torpedoes, Bosk in the Headhunter, and then Lando Calrissian in the Escape Craft with Tactical Officer and Marksmanship. I used to which, love that little combo. Yeah. Still there, still working, still good. So, yeah. Um so well done to um, Carlo um, for his win and to Stephen for coming second with Scum. Um, bit surprised, but <laughs> should never be surprised. Um, Hero Sis pilot down in 10th place. Um, Godak with Sunfak, Darth Maul, DBS-404, the Iron Assembler, and a HMP droid gunship. Um, HMPs, but he's put multi-missile pods, which are literally a pointless upgrade. They look cool. They look cool. Um, uh, all right, they that's that fire in a 180-degree arc, which the ship can already do. <laughs> but they let you roll more dice, right, if you're in different nope. places? They'll give oh, you three yeah. if you're in front arc and four if you're in bullseye. Something four like in that. bullseye at range one. Yeah, but anyway... Um, next one, Curio Cavern X-Wing Store Championship number four. If anything was ever there as a red flag to people in U- the European countries for how few store championships they managed to get across all of Germany, France, Spain and Italy, Curio Cavern had four. Um, so <laughs> it's 
so it was won by actually a friend of the podcast and uh, a guy that I've hosted at my house before the last Taker Open, Travis. Um, how have they managed for? Sorry. So I they thought, bought. I thought they, they were bought. only allowed two kits. No, um, if you remember, some of the American stores just ordered, like the Asmodee rep for America just like kind of said, yeah, here's a new thing. So they were like, well, we always buy four of everything for X-Wing. So they just bought four and they turned up on the shop. And then somebody said, those are store championship kits, not product for sale to players. And they went, oh, so now they've just run four. Oh. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, we talked last, not last time, but a few times ago that, one of the stores in America has got to the point where they're running a league for the well, for one of their invites instead of a store championship because um, they've already run three store championships and now they're running a league. Um, you know, Jesus. and one person bought one off off the shop shelf, so somebody's successfully bought themselves a store invite. Um, whether you know AMG will honour that, I don't know, um, but yeah, somebody just saw it on the shelf and picked it up and went, "I bought this." I guess I'm going to Worlds. So, um, yeah, weird. Um, so, so yeah, what was the minimum limit again? I can't remember off the top of my head. Six, 16 players. Okay. So, um, so Travis, well done to, to you for winning. Um, he won with Resistance, um, so with um, the Zori 3X Wings and Lulu combination, um, with Elo, Jess, and Temin as his 3X Wings. Um and he did play through um, a top four in a final, and he beat a certain Mr. Paul Heaver in top four in a squeaky game of 20 to 15. So scalping his way to a world's invite. So well done, Travis. Um, and uh, yeah, final final table was uh, 25 plays 22. So if you want a close game, that's probably one that we wish was streamed. Um, against. see that. Oh, sorry. No, go on. Interesting to see. I was see. just going to say, it's interesting to see that Paul has dropped that, um, what's it, list? Um, oh, the, the one list. The, the, I've forgotten the ship's name now. What's she called? The three, the, the three arcs in Padme. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's very different list. Yeah. I mean, he's gone to Resistance for this event, but he's already got an invite, so he's probably just flying different things. Um, the second place list was uh, Han with... No Bistan. So Lone Wolf, Kane and Jarrus, Novice Technician, Engine Upgrade and Millennium Falcon. Um, that, that breaks my head. Um, then Ezra in the Gauntlet with Mag Viaro, Heightened Perception, Swiveling Night Brother, Contraband Cybernetics. And I like Heightened Perception actually on Ezra. Um, that's that's a nice, a nice thing um, to have because he often dies due to being initiative killed. Um, then Battle of Yavin Luke and Sabine in a TIE fighter with Beskar. So, what um, do you think made him drop Bistan? Bistan Perceptive? Because that hand know. doesn't seem better. It's like an old version of Han updated for the new millennium without considering the fact that you can get two shots at I-6 with double mods. I mean, Lone Wolf plus Kanan haven't given him a force means that he's going to have one hyper accurate um, shot, but like even more accurate than the hand shot because he can lone wolf and then he can hand or he can hand and then he can lone wolf. Um, if he's got it, um, plus he's got Kanan to allow him to clear stresses and do all sorts of interesting things. So, but yeah, I mean, it, 
it feels like it's just not as good as the old version. But he did go um, to the final table of this event with it. So, um, yeah, he went three and one. Uh, well, sorry, three wins and a draw. So um, him and Travis have um, ID'd the um, the last round of Swiss by the looks of it and then met on the final table. Um, so, yeah. Um, so anyway, well done, Travis. GG. Uh, next one, Game Night X-Wing Store Championship has been, <laughs> I mean, just looking at the top two lists in this one. Um, so it was uh, four rounds and then uh, a top four. Um, so the top two lists have basically smashed into each other because you've got two resistance lists uh, with Lando, one with Lando, Elo, Chorus, Lega and Shasta. So three Y-Wings, Elo Asti and uh, Lando Calrissian. Um, and then the other one is um, uh, two Y-Wings and Jarek Yeager in a fireball. Um, but with Lando and Eloasti instead. So um, some slight upgrade tweaks and changes as well, but that'll have been a, an absolute... What's the word? Fur, furball? Yeah, whatever. Um, loads of ships just crashing into each other and actions flying everywhere and all sorts of nonsense going over Lando. Um, I can imagine it was fairly bloody. Um, but it was won by a guy called Miztik. Uh, and the second place was the Baron himself. Not... Is that Darren's clone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. A slightly rude man with a large beard. Um... <laughs> Only slightly rude? You must know a different Darren than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, as with a lot of these, um, as with a lot of these kind of, um, kind of East Coast of America, um, or Central America things. There's a few relatively well-known X-wing names um, on this. You know, kind of interesting to see what kind of stuff they're flying as well. So, I recommend you go and have a look through these tournaments on um, on Roll Better. Uh, they're pretty easy to find. Just you know, search for X-wing tournaments that finished in the last two weeks, and you'll get a, a list of them up. Um, so it's pretty cool um, and interesting to see some different stuff turning up, even if it is different stuff we've already seen before. Um, the last one, Mythic Games X-Wing Store Championship number two, um, was held by Mythic Games in Colorado, USA, uh, so North America Mountain Time. And it was won by somebody called Kephadrome, Cephadrome? I just don't know. That, that'd uh, be a soft C, so it's a Ceph. Okay, Cephadrome. And then second was Sir Toast's a lot, which is nice. Um because I like toast. So that's the name I gave my my bath bomb. <laughs> Knew that was coming. Dark humor. <laughs> Dark humor. <laughs> um okay, so it was won by it was won by a Republic list. Um so uh Cephadrome's list is Anakin in the Siege of Coruscant Etta with Ahsoka Tano and a Delta 7 Aether Sprite for four points. So uh, with CLT, R4P17 Patience, then three Torrents, Kickback, Axe and Slammer. Um, two of them Siege of Coruscant, Slammer with Barrage Rockets and a Deadeye Shot. And then Broadside in the Y-Wing with an Iron Cannon Turret and R4P Astromach to make his basic moves cheaper and seismic charges. So, yeah. Six Republic ships, including a couple of Jedi, one of whom's I six. 
and I've forgotten what that Ahsoka's pilot ability is because it's been so long since I've used um, Delta 7 Ahsoka. But Isn't it the same as the Rebel one except you can do it when you're stressed or something? I think you can do it on yourself, can't you? It's different range, yeah. So I think it's range 0 to 1, whereas yeah. Ahsoka's range 2 to 3. Yeah, it's 0 to 1 and spend 1 force instead of 0 to 3. and uh, 1 to 3, the other one, because she can't do it on herself, and spend 2 force. And it might actually be 1 to 2 on that one, um, and 2 force, but she's got 3. So this is a, a more self-contained, provides a very self-contained ship, um, but is also very good for hanging around next to Anakin. Um, or anybody really, and giving them double mods on some of those munitions that they're carrying. So, um, because that that kickback and axe, pretty sure they carry munitions, diamond boron missiles and barrage rockets. Yeah, so hitting up the double the double mods on those um, is pretty nice. Um, so, and that is a bit of a different list. I'll be honest; I was being a bit cynical before on the last one. <laughs> that um, that list of cephadromes isn't something that we've seen around a lot, and it's interesting to see that doing well. So well done to cephadrome. For that. Nice to see broadside again. We haven't seen broadside be as um, popular. Yeah, he's a very good piece still. He's I just... love broadside. I used to love when he could fly broadside and a load of the um, Jedi. What were they called? The basically the generics. They were fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jedi generals. That was it. Yeah. Um... So, or knights in the I yeah, think it was Jedi knights, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, the second place list was um, the chopper version of Bistan Han, um, with Luke Keo Wedge and Sabine. So, yeah, not um, not anything that we're not used to seeing around, but um, interesting to see the the final game of that. Uh, was not actually between those two players. Hey, Sir Toast a lot came up to he came up to go three one having lost earlier. Um Cephadrome beat Grand Lotus on final table. Have so, you noticed that we're not seeing and I know we was talking about the Han before, but there's there doesn't seem to be as much Han in the, the top ends. Um yeah. people seem to be getting more used to it and figuring out ways to beat it again. I think two things have happened. I think number one is people know that everybody is expecting that Han will be there and have a plan for Han. And they're not confident enough in their Han ability to say, I don't care about your plan. My plan on how to use Han is better than your plan for how to beat Han. So a lot of people are kind of saying, well, there's no point flying Han because I'll just lose. And then the other thing is that people are saying, loads of people are going to be flying Han, so I'm going to tech a bit against him. So you see a lot of these kind of double-modded Swarms as well are good, where you can put multiple shots onto the ship. He's only got one agility, so if you can shoot him two or three times, you can put put the hurt in, even with pea shooters. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I, I think I think we'll still see a lot of Han at Worlds, but I think we'll see like the best players in the world flying Han, and that'll be a different matter than you know me picking it up and going, oh, here, this is good. And in half the games, it's amazing. And in half the games, he dies on turn two um, because I don't know how to fly him. So, but I don't know. Like, I genuinely don't know. I think a lot of people might opt out of Han in in the world's meta. We'll see, I guess. It's not that far away. It's not that far away at all. Particularly with Endor being um, around, we might actually see 
with uh, with Endor being live for Worlds because it will be. Um, that might actually just shake Han out of the meta because of all those bullseye effects and like all that hyper modified nonsense and other ships at I six that can come in and absolutely wreck him while taking two or three punches um, without being worried about dying because there's already lists that can do that if flown well. So be interesting. Right, well done, Cephadrom. I want to do a quick shout out to Dark Father. Dark Father. Yeah. <clears throat> he took Separatists and he took Cad Bane, the three IGs in the road class. And uh-huh. what tumble? That's quite nice. Seems a bit um bit thematic. I mean he did terribly. So he got punished for his choices. He's just a hero in my eyes. He might have had fun. But I think in those four tournaments we've seen three separatist lists yeah I need to fly the flag don't I <laughs> yeah um, you're Liam's currently been flying a separatist list that's quite interesting it's like a is it seven or six ships six ships yeah six lower initiative things including two gunships and um, I think your higher initiative thing, you've you've got Volan and Dirge. Dirge. Rattling Was about. that the one you brought to Tim's event? Yes. Mm. I'm still flying it. I still haven't worked out a turn zero for it. I mean, it seems to be working out. I just put stuff down and go, oh, that, that might work. And it seems to at the moment. But it's just, it's a nice palette cleanser from com- competitive X-Wing. Is why I built it anyway. But I'm doing all right with it. I think it's just something that people don't really account for. Some they look at it, they don't know how to target it. No. Nice little surprise factor. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been messing about with swarms as well. Um, in rebels, it seems good. It seems fun as well. I like him. Um, just I really like that one that um, Sutcliffe was flying. Is that the same one yeah. you're using? Basically, a few, yeah, a few that, different. That's really ways. fun. That I've only played it on like um, Fly Better on my phone, but I can see that that's a really good list. I could see myself using that myself. Yeah, it's, there's a few differences um, with what he's doing, what I'm doing, but I'm also messing about with the um, what is a ridiculous six ship version, where you take the seven ship, you take one ship out, and then you put the two points on two of the other ships and turn them from three point. Y wings and A wings into Luke and Bodica. Um and you end up with a six ship list with um an I four Fang and an I five double modded proton torpedo um in your list as well. So those are the two things that I'm currently rattling about with, but neither of them are top end meta things and but because it's all three point ships apart from Sabine in both of them, you can um hopefully if uh Endor comes out and gives us a bunch of uh, three-pointers to think about. Um, we can swap and change uh, the Lego blocks um, for the new under-costed three-point standard loadout cards um, and hopefully not change my ship chassis too much. So A-wings and A-wings and Y-wings and X-wings, they're fine. I can cope with them. So, um, yeah, it's good. Um We've been going on for about an hour and a half because we did start pretty much on time. So um, 
suffice to say, Tim and I have now bought tickets for Adepticon. Liam, you're still trying to figure out getting it to Adepticon. Yeah, I'm I'm getting there slowly. It just depends on the turnout to my event and a few other things. Yeah, and you've got an invite. And you've got an invite, so you don't have to rush because you can just buy a normal pass, and then you you're guaranteed a seat at Worlds if you want to buy one. So um, exactly, I had to. Tim's just super efficient, isn't he? (laughs) I was sitting frantically, like frantically, hitting F five and refresh to buy my pass to get through to buy a last chance qualifier ticket because. I mean, they have sold out now, but they were limited. Um, and I was expecting to have to suffer through crashes and, you know, reloads and stress. And it took me about three minutes and it was done by five past six and it was absolutely seamless. So, um, yeah, well done to Adepticon for the ticketing system. Um, turns out that if you only want to buy one event ticket and your, and your um, convention pass, it's really straightforward. just gets complicated if you... Um, if you want the multiple tickets, so you don't know what you want to do, if you want to browse or whatever, but a lot of stuff sold out very quickly. Like there's the Twitch content creator meet and greet, which disappeared because I think the first thousand people to buy a ticket just clicked yes for that because it was at the top and it was free. Um, so it was like, yeah, we'll have that and also some other tickets. Um, I looked at buying a Blood Bowl ticket and then I realized it was actually a small high level event with um, only about. I can't remember, but when I looked, there was like eight tickets left, and it was like thirty dollars. I'm not gonna do that, so I'm locked in on X-wing. I'm locked on on beer and beer and aces high if I don't make it into the main event, um, and get as many things off the prize wall as I can to bring home. So, yeah. Tim's excited for worlds, but he's not talking tonight, so it's all fine. He's all locked in, except for he's not because. They didn't believe him that he won the French. Oh, you've they've sorted you out, have they? Uh, so yeah, whilst you guys have been waffling on, um, I've been talking to AMG and Adepticon, and have sorted waffling out. on. Yeah, uh, I mean, sorry, providing quality <laughs> content to the X Wing. Come on, community. we did this joke already yeah, once, Tim. You've I, I know. Have I had a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> can, can you smell toast? Uh, so <laughs> only in his bathtub cooking. So. so <laughs> What was supposed to happen is everybody that obviously got their invite had their emails passed to AMG and um, obviously mine along with a few others obviously hadn't made it but uh, a couple of emails all sorted Um, so I did buy a last chance qualifier ticket just in case even though I had a legitimate invite um, because I didn't want to miss out having already paid for flights and accommodation. Um, So I've just refunded so I've just been chatting to a very helpful gentleman called Matt uh from adeptcon so i've refunded my um last chance qualified ticket bought my uh world oh excuse me world's main event ticket and um i'm also gonna hope well possibly play aerodome so if i don't make day two i've i've signed up for the um aerodome event uh it's just a shame that that clashes with either day one or day two of x-wing main event so um i'll only be playing in that if i don't make day two but yeah i'm not really sure so i have i've signed up to the prep event which is happening the same day as the last chance qualifier and i bought the 10 or 15 dollar ticket to the uh the sunday event but we'll see like 
yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on, and you don't have to sign up to events. You can go and obviously see what's around the show. Uh, I was quite tempted in trying some battle tech out last time. I didn't get a chance, so um, obviously we we did um, Shatterpoint demos uh, last time we were there. No, it's um, yeah. it's looking well attended from an AMG point of view. I think MCP, Shatterpoint, Legion, uh, X Wings, all pretty well attended. There's obviously um, also Imperial Assault, Star Wars Armada, might be a few other bits and bobs going on. So um, yeah, it should be a really uh, good uh, good vibe in the AMG area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be big. There's a lot of stuff has been sold out, and it's going to be busy. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Like I really am. So it's going to be cool. Um, right. I think. I'm trying to think if there's any Sith Taker open admin that I need to do other than the thing that I mentioned at the start. I don't think there is right now. But... Well, one thing not mentioned, possibly, I'm not sure if you did or didn't. Um, will there be a Long Shanks page? If so, when will it be created? And do you want players to pre submit lists, etc.? So, yes, there will be. Um, we've not created it yet. And lists will be locked on the morning of the event, as usual. Um, so, um, we're currently deciding um i mentioned at the start we're currently deciding what the cutoff point for points changes is going to be but it's going to be a lot closer to the weekend of the event than the cutoff point for new content so um just to repeat in case anybody missed it at the start and they're listening to this bit more closely um if the endor content isn't released a week before the event we're not going to allow it at the event itself um, which I understand is going to be annoying because people want to use it here practicing for Worlds, but um, not everybody who's attending the event is going to Worlds, and it's not fair of us to um, allow a handful of people who've been able to get it in time to bring it to the event um, the next day to be, to use it against other people. However, if it's released a week before, we'll probably will allow it. However, if points change outside of the new Endor points, so if there is um, an overhaul of points, um, any time up to a couple of days before the event um exact deadline to to be defined then we will probably play under new points um primary reason is that yasby and um launch by next will be updated um and it's a lot easier to check lists on like on those live systems than it is to try and go into the the older version so um but yeah and also everybody wants to play with new points anyway as soon as they come out nobody wants to be um old pointing it around the place just so they can travel in an event. So we're going to try and do our best to make the event as fun and relevant as possible. Um, and uh, yeah, and simultaneously, Tim and others are going to be badgering AMG to make sure that we get the points in good time for the Sith Taker Open. So we'll see what happens. We've got a lot of paint streams that we need to jump onto and start nagging. <laughs> um, I'm going to apply to be a playtester. See, I, I did look at it last time they, they did advertise, but there's an awful lot of uh, faff, I guess is the word I was looking for, for the application process, and I've unfortunately got a real-world job and quite enjoy X-Wing being a hobby. Uh, I'm just going to get chat GPT to do mine. Not a bad chat, actually. I wonder if that would work. Might give that a go. Chat GPT, do me, an, do, do me an application for playtester role at AMG. 
If you, could it. you get ChatGPT to uh, do a points update? <laughs> I think that's what they're already using. So yeah. It's not very good. This is it. Do away, do away playtesting whatsoever and just get um, just get AI to do it. Yeah, that'll work. Right. To I be think fair, there's, uh, you could probably get an algorithm that takes all the tournament data, takes all the popular cards, and say, right, this is clearly overperforming. Well, you you can you can when players and tos remember to submit lists those uh, tournament softwares. <laughs> right, we're gonna um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. I think I was gonna say before we start waffling too much, but that ship has well and truly sailed. So, um, it's been really cool to be able to talk about new content, even though it's not all official yet. Um, bear in mind that a lot of what we've seen and that has been shared has been uh, playtester content, so it might be stuff, probably will be stuff that changes, um, whether they add the word action um, onto things that currently don't have the word action on them, um, or um, like I think Suntier has some mad repositioning stuff he can do after he shoots um, because they're not currently listed as actions. So, um, yeah, things might change. Um, we don't know points, um, but you know we can guess because they're going to be somewhere between three and nine because most stuff is. Um, so, yeah, it's been cool to have something to talk about. Um, Liam, have you got anything you want to pitch or talk about or discuss? Uh, I'm still doing my uh, Galactic Gladiator series. I'm currently two games unbeaten, uh, and I've got a third opponent lined up. So I'm hoping it rolls over to four, uh, three games and beaten, which I'm pretty sure is where Tim's going to come in going, oh, I'll win it. Uh, <clears throat> and I've got my fundraising events at Boarding Brum on the 3rd of February. <laughs> It'd be great to have you all down there. Yeah. Yeah. 3rd of February. Nice warm-up. So Tim's event is a warm-up for your event, which is a warm-up for the Sith Taker Open, right? Yes. <laughs> which is a warm-up for Worlds. Well, I know they're a weekend apart. I, strug- I tried to get the uh, the 10th, uh, but Boarding Brum was already booked. But having two close weekends, it's probably... So Tim's event, you can go in there, test your, th- test your stuff. Then you come to my event, you win more swag, but you can also fine-tune the things you've used at Tim's event. And hopefully perform a little bit better. Yeah, the Tim and Liam series. <laughs> can, uh, you, can you name a more iconic couple? <laughs> Degeneration, it's Andy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What do you call the um, Bubba and the Dudleys? The Dudleys. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out who would be Spike. Um... Uh, well, neither of <laughs> us would be Spike. No, you're you're clearly Bubba and Devon, but who's Spike? That's the question. Is it Adam? I'd put Adam through a table. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. He'd just look really sad at you. He'd just look at you and be like, "Why? Why are you doing this? I'm sad." I've already um, cracked some of Spike. What do you look like? <laughs> All right, Ben. Have you anything you want to talk about? No. No. Cool. You don't want to talk about the uh, Sith Taker League that you've just spent ages reorganising everybody <laughs> into divisions. Well, I knew you'd do it if I didn't, so I thought I'd be awkward. Okay. No, Back just uh, just check check your discards. If 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 you've got you should be have like if you've signed up, you'll have been um, pinged in our Discord about where to sign up for things. It's only complicated if you've got admin because then you can see all of the pings. 
uh, rather, yeah, than just, rather than just the one you, for me. You can, you can check your role. Yeah, which I did. Um, so, um, right, uh, cool. Uh, Tim, have you got anything else you want to chip in while you've got yourself off mute on the three places? No, don't think so. Cool. What were you going to say there, Ben? I mean, I was going to say, I'm not showing my uh, little Excel sheet. Some Excel pride in me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, right, we'll do shout outs. Lee and Borden Brom, and what else? Well, everyone's been coming to. Yeah, my toaster. It's a toast a lot. Uh, people have been coming down to Borden Brum, just some casual games. Like we've got Toby, Adam, James, Ash. Uh, we've also managed to get someone else into X Wing as well. Uh, we walked into Borden Brum and he had the two, he had the Imperial and the Rebel starter set just on the counter ready to buy. We're like, oh, wouldn't you have played a couple of games? You should get this pack. And he just walked over to the shelf, picked up the pack and put it on it. He was like, oh, okay, I'll just get it now. <laughs> Nice. So it turns out he's a 40k player, so money is just a plaything. That's how they do. <laughs> that's how he's they do. Yeah, so it's, he's also bought into Republic as well, and it's him and his girlfriend that have started playing, so they're going to start coming down to Boarding Brum and playing as well. So yeah, new blood, more victims. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right. Uh, shout out for you, Ben. Um, no one yet. I haven't started my X Wing this year. So it's still Christmas in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I shout out the, the lads down at Element and everybody who's currently preparing for the Sith Taker Open and uh, Cog for turning things around and uh, Ryan for his trophy again, who we've we've just paid. So, um, still feel like we robbed him. Um, but you know he's happy enough. <laughs> gonna gonna give him some beers at um at Adepticon because he is coming over, so it's gonna be super cool. Uh, hopefully, um, Steve Bolton manages to transport it safely to Stockport and it doesn't go missing on the way. Um, but we've got it in the hands of trustworthy people. But um, there's a lot of people who've seen it in the person who said that they are very tempted to just rob it. Um, so. That makes me happy because it means it looks super sweet. So I'm very excited. Um, so, yeah, I think that's us done then. So um, all that said, I'll say goodbye from Liam. Toodles. Goodbye from Ben. Bye. Goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. Maybe. Oh, he's there. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I never know if he's off mute. Uh, and goodbye from me. Ta-da. Are you ready, Ben? Yeah, I'm suitably naked now. Maybe. 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 Maybe, maybe. maybe. We're going to come and steal your house, car, and job. Congratulations (laughs) for breaking your NDA. (laughs) I haven't stopped recording yet, so this is all good. Good. (laughs) I was really hoping you'd do some form of... uh... No, I can't say if you're still recording. (laughs)